Hey girl, and welcome to the L Potential Podcast. If you've got big dreams but don't know where to start, then this is your cue to keep listening. You've got this inner voice inside of you that is telling you that you are meant for so much more. And you're not wrong. There are 7.8 billion people in the world, and you are not meant to play small, to stay small, or to stay stuck in your current environment. My name is Brittany Tibbetts, and I am so passionate about growth and expansion. I mean so passionate that I have teamed up with a group of powerhouse women, women of all different industries, who will share their steps, because there are no secrets, on what they did to break the barriers of their past environment so they could break the mold to happen to their potential and reach that next level. And we all want you to do the same. We're cheering for you. As women, we know that we propel further faster when we support each other. So if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and follow me on my Instagram at LPotential. Now let's pivot from our doubt and into our power by curating the lives of our dreams. You know you are meant for so much more. And your time is now. What? Like it's hard? Welcome to the L Potential Podcast. Congratulations, you made it through yet another week. And I am just getting home. It's actually Friday evening, so this is a last-minute record. And I just got back from Pilates. If you know me personally, I have been obsessed with Pilates. Obsessed. And it always has been a goal of mine to find a Pilates studio where I could go. And where I live, there are like none in the area. And the ones that are in the area and the ones that I've attended or have signed up for and tried to become this dedicated member, their class times were ridiculous. And when I say ridiculous, let me be more specific. They only offered class times at like two o'clock on a Wednesday and I work, I just can't get to the gym on a two o'clock on a Wednesday. It does not work with my schedule. So I finally found one and I'm obsessed with it. I went to an intro class and the rest is history. I have been hooked. I also was a former addict of Orange Theory. I'm sure if you've listened to the podcast and episodes, I've mentioned it multiple times and I was a dedicated member. When I say dedicated, I was part of the 6 a.m. crew there every day, excited, ready to go with bells on. Another thing that I'm obsessed with is waking up early. I know you've heard the term beat the sun up. That's me. I love waking up before the sun rises. And more specifically, I prefer it to be the summer or spring when you wake up at 4 a.m. and the sun is rising with you. I hate the winter. I live in upstate New York and I cannot stand when I wake up and it's dark until like 7 a.m. now. And since we're on the topic of obsessions, another thing that I'm obsessed with in the morning is my coffee, the first cup of coffee in the morning. I just love it. And I, this is embarrassing. Sometimes I can't fall asleep because I'm so excited about my first cup of coffee. And maybe that's more of an addiction than an obsession. And I want to talk about the difference because are obsessions and addictions the same thing? Technically, no. And I definitely phoned a friend in for this, Google. And Google says that obsession and addictions, they share a lot of similarities, but they are not the same thing. Obsessions are intrusive and persistent thoughts. And Addiction is when the brain actually craves the addictive substance or behavior. So going back to coffee, me in the morning, feeding for it the night before, yeah, that's an addiction, I guess. So I actually tried to describe this in my own words before recording the podcast. And what I had come up with to describe the difference is that 
Obsession is more of a conscious choice. So if I like something, I want to keep coming back for more of it, whatever it is. And it's like there's something about it. And this can be whether you're talking about a thing, a goal, a person, doesn't matter, but where it makes you want to lean in and you're hungry for more. Hopefully it's not a person. That sounds weird. And then addiction is more of a dependency. And then that goes back to like what Google said about how it's an addictive, like you're fiending for it. To me, an obsession is something that you are in control of. Remember, I described it in my own words as a conscious choice. So I am prioritizing the time because I am obsessed with wanting to obtain that feeling or obtain the outcome that I'm obsessed with. I don't know. I'm just trying to keep this in layman's terms here. I should touch upon that everything is a balance, right? So you can be obsessed with something but find that fine balance. And if you're finding where it's consuming you, then that's a larger scale. That's a problem that should be addressed. And I may just have to refer you to another podcast at this point. But today's conversation, and I'm being lighthearted as I joke about that, but in all seriousness, today's conversation is about becoming obsessed with your goals. I know you've heard the saying, if you want to achieve your goals, then you need to be obsessed with them. You need to eat, sleep, and breathe your goal so you prioritize it and it helps you hone in on your self-discipline. To me, if I'm obsessed with something, I'm allowing it to consume me. I'm allowing that control. I want it to control me because I want to discipline myself to take the action that's necessary in order to obtain the outcome that I'm obsessed with. And if you're listening to the podcast right now, then you more than likely are a self-aware, growth-focused, growth-oriented person, and you find self-improvement alluring. It's sexy. There's something so attractive about it. I can't tell you how magnetic I feel towards the self-development world. You can get lost in hours going down the rabbit hole. And there's an energy that radiates from it. It pulls you in and then the next thing you know, you're hours into a YouTube or an entrepreneurial story or a TED Talk, interviews, whatever it is, the list goes on. And if you know, you know. And I know that you listening right now know exactly what I'm talking about. I personally love to become obsessed with the goals that I want because I want them. And if I want them, then I know you got to keep your eye on the prize. And the only way for me to keep my eye on the prize is to curate this drive within me. And the only way that I know is to train my brain because it's all about mindset, mind control. So I train my brain to let me think I am obsessed with this and To me, when I'm obsessed with something, it is a form of an expression of commitment. I have this strong, innate desire that I'm going to go out and I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to show up when I have to show up in order to get what it is that I'm after. I'm trying to think of a better way to explain this. And actually, Grant Cardone, he posted something on Instagram today where someone had asked him, wow, you look great for 65. What is your secret? And then he goes on and says, The secret is to fight. You have to fight for what you want. You have to fight to have the life that you want to achieve. It is up to you. You are in the seat to create what it is that you want. You want to fight to win. I think he also mentions, do you ever notice billionaires, they always look great. Do you know why they look great? Because they fought to get there. And I truly believe, and I feel this personally with myself, that The reason why I am so confident is because I threw myself into so many different things. I have so many different experiences that led me up to this point, and that may come across being cocky, and I don't mean it in a cocky way. I just reflect back and 
now think, wow, those past things that I was terrified or felt uncomfortable with jumping into actually propelled me forward now here in the future. And it just gave me a different sense of courage, a different sense of bravery. And with confidence, it's a tool. You have to work at becoming more confident. And to me, the best way to become more confident is to work on getting uncomfortable. The more uncomfortable you get and the more you throw yourself in situations where you can either sink or swim. And let's say you sink. Well, that's something now, a lesson that you've learned that you can go apply that and in the future show up a little bit different. So now I'm reminded of the quote, if you fail to plan, then you are planning to fail. I think that's by Benjamin Franklin. And just weird, I referenced him last podcast episode. I swear I do not have an obsession with him. But anyways, the reason why I bring that up is because when you enter something confidently, you are usually in a state of self-assurance. And when you're self-assured, you exude self-trust. And when you trust yourself, it becomes a lot easier for others around you to then trust you as well because you're exuding this. And I'm a big believer that you need to train people how to treat you. And one of the ways you show people, or train sounds so harsh, but one of the ways you show people how to treat you is by how you treat yourself. So in a past life, I trained dental professionals. And the biggest thing that I would work on with training them was their confidence. And if you're presenting treatment to a patient and you're not confident in the way that you're presenting it, you haven't built confidence in your diagnosis and then confidence that translates into a treatment plan, that patient is never going to trust you. You're never going to get the treatment acceptance because they don't feel that you believe in it. And in other words, and I hate to put medical in this category, but if you're not buying what you're selling, then don't expect others to buy it. And I can't tell you how many different providers that I worked with who this was the common theme. There is so much power in believing yourself. I could do a whole podcast on that alone and maybe I already have, I don't know. But anyways, I wanna get back to obsessions. So to me, if you become obsessed, it's the only way you have to go all in to whatever it is that you're working towards because your obsession translates to your commitment, which your commitment then is expressed through self-discipline. And for those days where you don't want to show up, it makes it where you show up anyways because you're on autopilot because you are obsessed with obtaining this outcome, this goal. And I know if you're listening to this, you could say, well, wait a second. If you're telling me that I'm becoming obsessed with this outcome, I have went after things and I've achieved them. But when I actually achieve it, I find a sense of emptiness. I don't always feel happy with the end product. And to me, part of setting a goal and how I've now interpreted or have tried to change the script on this is, yeah, okay, I want to set a goal so big, but I'm setting the goal with the understanding that, yes, I'm obsessed with the outcome, but I'm equally as obsessed with the process because I have seen from my past experiences where the failures or just the different hardships or barriers, challenges that I've experienced along the way, how they've helped me in the future. And I'm obsessed with that because then that equips me to show up better and bigger the next time around. So I keep talking about how obsession is a motivator for building your skill set of self-discipline, right? And you may be listening and wondering, okay, so then what is the difference from that in a routine? Because routines help keep me disciplined. And I do think that you have to always be discerning with whatever it is that you're doing, any routine, any obsession that you have. It's all about you auditing yourself and screening and having awareness of, okay, is this productive or has this gotten to a point where I'm now on autopilot? And if you're on autopilot, then most of the time, 
the thing that you're working towards, it's not worth it anymore. Like you need to give it up. And so earlier I talked about how I was obsessed with Orange Theory. And that was something where I thought I was obsessed because I am obsessed with fitness. I want to look great. I want to feel great. And when I feel great and when I'm fit, that's when I feel my best. And that's also when I look my best. I became so obsessed with wanting to keep showing up with achieving this goal that I didn't realize that it actually, the routine became so repetitive that it was having an adverse effect towards my fitness goals. I became stagnant. I wasn't happy. I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. And I also kept missing classes. So my heart wasn't in it anymore. I was no longer obsessed. So I decided it was time to make a transition to a different gym, to a different studio. And that's what I did. But It's so important to make sure that you are always self-auditing where you're at, keeping your level of awareness so you can make the adjustments that you need in order to still stay in alignment with your goals. You don't just want to be a sheep and continue going through the motions and the actions just because you feel that that's what's necessary. That's what's required of you in order to do something. You need to stay in control of your goals. I actually have a good word for you today. So word of the day is percipient. Percipient. That's from Google. I don't know if you heard that. But what percipient means is having a good understanding of things or a good perspective. And to further break it down, a percipient person is someone who has sound judgment. So your challenge today is to go out there and use percipient, your new word, in a sentence. Stay aware because you never want your obsession to turn into desperation And then now you go from being obsessed with your goals to being so desperate about reaching your goals that you are now transitioning into a scarcity mindset. Scarcity mindset is a mindset of lack. And I truly believe you attract what you think and you attract what you believe. So if all of your thoughts are based on desperation, then they're based on lack. They're based on scarcity and you are going to achieve scarcity, lack. You're not going to achieve the outcome that you desire. Anyways, I think this is a good point to end the episode. I have a fireplace that is calling my name that I want to go sit by. I live in upstate New York. It's absolutely freezing. We actually had our first snowfall earlier this week, if you can believe that. Halloween was on Tuesday, and then all of the memes started circling around the internet about how 11-1, November 1st, starts the Christmas holiday season, and I thought it was so funny. I thought I was still dreaming when I woke up and there was snow. Anyways, I hope you guys have a great rest of your night and I will see you all next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you're enjoying the podcast like I am and love meeting different powerhouse women of all different industries, leave a review, share each episode with your friends. It only helps put us on the map. We know that as women, we propel further faster when we collaborate. And you have this voice inside of you that has been telling you that you're meant for so much more. You know it. I know it. Your time is now. What? Like it's hard? 